0: Hello and welcome to the Train Happy podcast with me, Tally Rye. This is the podcast that helps you have a feel good relationship with fitness, food and body image. And so far you've heard me chat to guests and talk to them about their journeys and their experiences. But today I wanted to do a solo episode on a topic within Train Happy that I feel that we need to talk about together. And if you don't know me, I am a personal trainer, I've been a personal trainer for a long time, and the book Train Happy and the Train Happy Journal, which this podcast has grown from, and the book that and journal that I have written and created, really centers around, in particular, this really focusing on having a positive relationship with movement. And one of the things that comes up when I work with people one-to-one on this topic is all about how they get on a really hot and cold all or nothing relationship with exercise so in this solo episode I want to talk about that topic I want to talk about my thoughts around this and perhaps this is going to resonate with you and I also want to answer some of your questions on this as well and as always on every single episode of this podcast i always want to hear from you i want to hear your questions i want to hear your train happy moments and so for future episodes if you like this solo episode format we would love to hear from you on the train happy podcast whatsapp so you can whatsapp us you can send us a message or a voice note which we love on our whatsapp on 75 37 and if you're listening internationally that 44-75-999-275-37 or you can find us on our instagram as well and you can dm us there at train happy podcast and in fact when I am going to be sharing what topic I will be specifically focusing on, if we do do these future episodes, I will be sharing it over on our Instagram. So find us at train happy Podcast. We'd love to have you there. Okay, so let's talk more about this all or nothing cycle. And I want to know if this sounds familiar to you. You may feel unhappy with your body, so you decide you've got to do something about it it could be the new year maybe you're leading up to an event like a wedding a vacation a holiday and it's likely you feel like you've been neglecting your health and well-being in some way and you just don't feel good in yourself and perhaps that is through a lack of exercise and eating or drinking you know unhealthy food so you decide you need an overhaul you commit to a new fitness regime, it's intense and it's challenging and you don't really enjoy it, but you feel as though you're getting the results that you want and it's just what you've got to do to reach your goal. And at the beginning, you work out loads. You're being healthy and you're feeling good and you're working out several times a week and it feels like all this sacrifice is paying off and you're starting to get the results that you wanted. But after a while, things start coming up, life starts happening. Maybe it's your birthday, it's a friend's wedding, or it's a weekend away, and you struggle to stick to this rigid plan that you signed up to. Or this might be the part where you know you reach the point that you were training for, you were focusing on, and that goal's actually happened maybe it was for an event and the event has passed and because that event's passed you now give yourself a free pass to relax and so if this event's over and with all these life distractions you feel like you're unable to commit to the plan uh, to the original level and you know if you feel like it's you're not able to do it 100% all of the time then what's the point because to start again and to stick to the plan, to the letter feels overwhelming and you don't wanna miss out on all the fun stuff, on life, on the birthdays, on the weddings. You don't wanna miss out on that. So you end up not really doing anything because you feel lost without having a plan or a guide or something to work towards, but you can't do it 100%. So it all feels too overwhelming to commit to something else. But you start feeling you know you start feeling unhappy in your body again you start blaming yourself for not having enough willpower enough discipline if only you could have stuck to it this time then you would have got the results that you wanted and and it would have lasted this time but you decide you find a new plan on Instagram and you see someone sharing before and after photos and you think this one's different. This, is, this one's a bit different than the one I signed up to before. And so you give it a go and the cycle starts again. And so this is the part in that story where I could easily sell you the solution and tell you I've, I've got the plan. I've got the plan that's different. I am gonna get you those results. I am gonna do it this time because my plan works. But hint, 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 it doesn't work that way and that is why we're making this episode because that cycle is so familiar and something i hear all the time with clients something i hear all the time in people that ask questions for this podcast and message me online and you know i think it's something that is so so common in the fitness space in particular and i want to validate you and say that if you are stuck in this all or nothing cycle with movement it is completely normal and understandable given the way that fitness has been marketed to you for pretty much your whole life. Because it's 12 weeks that to this, before and after that, and because the way diet culture has underpinned the fitness industry by falsely saying that exercise should equal body transformations and should be the way you lose weight and should get you your dream body, It makes us believe that if we aren't focusing on or achieving those goals and getting those results and having that visible transformation, then we're doing something wrong. We're the problem. It must be our attitude or our lack of commitment. And it couldn't possibly be, you know, it couldn't possibly be because these short intense cycles of exercise you know, these 12-week plans, these eight-week plans, they're not designed with longevity in mind. Why? Because they're asking you to operate at close to your maximum intensity for prolonged periods. They're asking you to disregard your body's cues for rest and recovery because that's not in the plan. I mean, God forbid you have an extra rest day or you you sleep in one morning. They're asking you to move in a way that you don't actually like, you don't enjoy, but you feel that that's what you have to do to get the results. Because if you are enjoying it, if you are having a good time, then surely it's not working. Surely it's not you know, going to get you results. And I think this is really common with motivational phrases in fitness like no pain, no gain. You know, I think that really sets us up with this idea that when we are moving and exercising, it has to be all, it has to be everything, it has to be intense, it has to be tough and challenging. And, you know, if it is vaguely (laughs) enjoyable, then you must not be working hard enough because the whole point is to punish your body into submission, to fit the mold. You know, it's, it really is trying to put a square peg in a round hole. But yeah, <laughs> it's all your fault. Listener, it's not your fault. It really, really isn't. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, Okay, I want to talk you through something that I do with my one-to-one clients and something that I feel will really help put this in perspective. So I want us to build an effort scale that represents what comfortable, moderate and hard effort feels like. So if you're listening, I'd love you to grab a pen and paper or perhaps make a note on your phone of where these three three different effort levels fall on a scale for you, on a scale of one to 10. Okay, so for you, on a scale of one to 10, one being kind of low effort, 10 being hard effort, where is your comfort level? What range would that fall in? An example might be, and this will vary for different people, it might be, you know, one to four, one to three, one to five, it it can really vary on the person. Um, and what you feel comfortable with, but where does comfort fall on that scale of one to 10? Okay, where is your moderate effort level on that scale? Where would you put that? And then where is your hardest effort level? So this is probably looking up towards 10 in some way. So as an example, And this isn't necessarily the correct answer for you because it may be different for you, but a comfort level may be between one and four, a moderate level may be between five and seven, and a hard effort level may be between an eight and a 10. Now, I want you to think back through your movement history and ask yourself and think about where you would place your experiences with movement on that scale, on that effort scale. Now, when I do this with people one-to-one, it's really interesting because we look back at the history of you know what they've done historically up until present with movement. And we notice that there's often the pattern that most things that they have been doing have always fallen at the top end of the scale. So from the end of like a, high moderate so probably about a seven to a ten and you know that can be for multiple reasons I do think one of the big factors in that is the fact that especially with fitness trackers and wearable trackers coming into effect more often we have these heart rate zones that we're really focused on (laughs) that we have to get in a certain heart rate zone and if we're not doing that heart rate zone we're not in the quote fat burn zone we're not doing all of this and therefore once again we aren't working hard enough and so I do think that puts us often in that high moderate to hard effort level and I suppose if you think about it in that high moderate especially in that hard effort level hard you know if we're thinking an eight nine ten on the scale constantly it's challenging it's intense it's painful it's difficult it's grueling it's exhausting. And we feel like when we are exercising, we have to be hitting that eight, nine, 10, pretty consistently, pretty regularly. And I, it kind of blows my mind that we're asking people to do that and we expect that that is sustainable. But to ask someone to exercise for months on end, let alone years or decades, at an eight, nine, 10 at the most high level of effort always, of course, of course you wouldn't. Of course you can't keep up with that. Of course you feel you reach a point of burnout. You know, of course you feel completely exhausted. And it's no wonder to me that we have these intense bursts of exercise. You know, January I think is another prime example of this where it's a new year, we felt like we overindulged. And I think that's a whole other topic about the idea of overindulging and, and why we do that. But I think we have these moments and I think you know that time before new year is a really good example of that, where we feel like we're really sedentary, we're not doing much. And then come January, it feels like a reset. And when we commit to thinking more about our health and wellbeing, not only do we equate that to, changing our appearance and losing weight, but we also associate that with restriction of certain foods and committing to really rigid, intense exercise regimes. And so it's no wonder that probably by the end of January, I mean, I wish I had a a good statistic on this, of how many people may drop off these New Year's resolutions, these resets, these health kicks, after January, but I think it's no wonder that people get towards the middle of the year, towards the end of the year and feel like they haven't been able to sustain, like we said, the the eight, nine, 10. You know, it's totally understandable. So what do we do instead? How do we find a more sustainable approach to movement that gets us out of this all or nothing cycle? And so this is where intuitive movement comes in. And this is something I've obviously written about in Train Happy, in the Train Happy Journal, and I'm gonna keep banging about (laughs) on this podcast. So firstly, it's really important to reflect upon the intention behind why we move. Why are you moving? Is it because you feel that movement is self-care for your mind and body and it feels really good, or Do you feel like you should be exercising because that way you can control your weight, control your aesthetic, make yourself feel less guilty about eating food or in your mind overindulging on food. It's really, really important that, and one of the key foundations of intuitive movement is shifting our focus away from intentional weight loss and these aesthetic goals where we believe our body isn't good enough until we reach a certain look or a certain goal. And think about all the other reasons to move our body that have nothing to do with how we look and what we weigh. And there's actually so many reasons and I I certainly want to do other episodes where we kind of dive into aspects of the benefits of movement because I feel like we really do need more education on that topic. Secondly, I want you to think about how you're moving are you moving in a way that feels good for you? Do you enjoy it? Do you have fun? Are you playing? I think one of the key things I get across to my, try and get across to my clients is where's the play? Where's the fun? And the nuance there is not that it's always fun, not that it's always playful, not that it's always, you know, sunshine and rainbows and you're going to enjoy it, But when we're rebuilding that relationship with exercise, when we're trying to find a way in to building a sustainable relationship with movement, starting at the point of play and fun and enjoyable stuff is where so many of us need to start. Are you listening to your body and giving yourself unconditional permission to rest? Do you have guilt and shame around rest days? Do we need to work on that guilt and shame? And do we need to say that no matter what, you are allowed to rest? You don't have to have a reason. If your body is telling you it needs to rest, it needs to rest. And I think that's what happens with so many of, when we're in the all phase and we're committed to a plan that tells us we have to work out, I don't don't know, maybe five times a week, that to miss one of those is to completely not do the plan right and we feel like we do all or nothing, and actually what we need to get to is something. Something is what we need to try. It's not all or nothing, it's something. And within that something is not only movement, but also rest and understanding when your body does need to move and when your body does need to rest. And thirdly, how can you cultivate a deeper level of motivation that is intrinsic to you and your life? How does movement benefit you very specifically in your life? Because I think so often we are led with external motivation, you know, to look good in our swimsuit on a beach, to look good at an event, to look good to please other people. And that only gets us so far how does movement benefit you how does it benefit you day in day out is it a, the case of it's benefiting your mood your um your clarity of thought your energy levels do you love feeling strong so you can pick up your children or you know the simple thing of bringing all your shopping in when you've <laughs> when you you know park up outside your house and need to bring them in from the car you know these are the simple things but really important parts about motivation that we need to talk about and I don't think it's spoken about enough but maybe we should do a separate episode on motivation let me know if you want to hear that so this isn't necessarily a step-by-step process but these are some of the key areas to think about and when we are you know thinking and reflecting on our relationship with movement. And so that is a starting point. Obviously, like I said, we're gonna try and keep talking about this stuff on the podcast. I also have written about this in Train Happy and the Train Happy journal. And the journal specifically really helps with that step-by-step. But I wanted to answer one of the listener questions because Leah got in touch. And Leah had, I think, a really great question on this topic and one that I think Many people will relate to with this. At the all or nothing spectrum, I'm very much nothing at the moment. I've lost all confidence, and although I know the things I used to love, the thought of joining a class again fills me with dread. What tips do you have to motivate yourself? Leah, I hear you, and I think it's really common because especially in a class situation, When we have been in a period of nothing, we often feel like we've lost our fitness, we've lost our stamina. Perhaps that period may have come with weight gain and perhaps we're just not as comfortable or confident in our bodies as we have been. And that's really understandable. That's really understandable. And so to jump back into a class that you may have done before, especially if you'd been in that class previously and, you know, you used to be maybe like kind of a front row, you know, super fit person in that class. And now you feel like you feel perhaps you are the slowest or the least strong person there. And so I think it's really understandable that we lose our confidence with that. We've thought about our effort levels. I want us to think about our comfort zones. And this is another thing I do with my one-to-one clients. So what I want you to think about is draw three circles in a target. So you'll have a smaller circle in the middle, a medium circle, and a big circle on a page. And in that middle circle, we wanna call that your comfort zone. And I want you to write down all the types of movement that are in your comfort zone right now. And it might be as simple as walking the dog, stretching at home, gardening. It might be as simple as that. I think one of the key ways we can bring build our confidence is to get really comfortable inside that comfort zone first and actually to bring it back to a past episode with Sarah where we spoke about um, the skipping with Sarah episode she spoke about this really brilliantly there about this idea of starting in your comfort zone start small and get really good at that so whether it is walking your dogs, feel confident walking your do- dog. Build up your stamina with that, build up your strength, build up your, perhaps the distance you're walking. And as you start to feel like you're nailing those things in your comfort zone, the things in the next zone, the kind of challenging zone, which may be a class. Okay, so once we have started to build that confidence there, do we have you know that base level of confidence to get out of our comfort zone? And what may help us get out of our comfort zone? In the case of going to a class, it may be bringing a friend, asking someone to come with you, perhaps seeing if they even do the class online virtually first, doing it at home in a safe space before going into a class environment where you're with other people. I think going with a friend especially can be really helpful just to have a familiar face there. And slowly that comfort zone actually will get bigger and bigger And the things that were in the challenging zone before will start to feel, you know, eventually will start to feel more familiar and like you can do them and you have the confidence to do them. And then you might start thinking, what's in the next zone? What's in that third ring? You know, that's how we slowly build up that confidence. And so I hope you have that in mind with building your confidence. And then, like I said before, in terms of motivating you to even start doing that stuff, think about what movement. How movement benefited you on a personal level, beyond weight, beyond aesthetics? How did it make you feel? Did you notice a difference in your energy, your mental health, your physical health? Did you notice things there? And I know when we have had a complicated relationship with exercise in the past, that may not feel easy to do, but as we start to get comfortable in that comfort zone, you're going to notice the little benefits start to trickle in. And it's not that you're gonna have all the benefits overnight, but what I want you to do is start making a list of those benefits, and as and when you experience them, write them down, and then they're gonna come to you. And if you are feeling the quite natural ebb of motivation, go check out that list, go remind yourself of those benefits, go remind yourself of how movement makes you feel. And you may find that you wanna start doing something gentle with all of that. And then the other key thing, which we've spoken about before, and that I have done an episode on before, is unconditional permission to rest. As always, with anything you do, especially going to a new class or a new activity or doing any sort of thing like that, you are always allowed to rest. You are always allowed to have a drink mid-class. You're always allowed to stop if you need to have a breath. You're allowed to leave the class early if you want that can feel terrifying. But you can, you can do it. Because with intuitive movement, especially, this is your fitness journey. This is on your terms. There aren't the rules that were in place before. We're letting go of the expectations of our ego. And we're trusting and listening to our bodies. So I really encourage you, Leah, to start listening and trusting your body so that you're able to not only engage with movement again, but you're allowed to rest if you need it, stop if you need it and do what feels right for you. So I really hope those tips will help you break that cycle and find the something. And I hope that's what you will take away today. It's not all or nothing, it's something. How do we find the something? How can you create the something that goes far beyond 12 weeks, far beyond six months, but we're talking about years and decades ahead. I really enjoyed doing that episode. I really hope you took something away from that. Of course, if you do like these solo episodes where we get to you know dive a bit deeper into aspects of intuitive movement we would love to hear from you what topic would you like me to cover next and what questions do you have for me to answer remember you can get in touch with us on our whatsapp oh seven five triple nine two seven five three seven. 27537 and if you're an international caller put plus 44 in front of that and yeah we love your messages we love your voice notes please send them in and of course you can find us on our instagram at train happy podcast as well i will be asking for questions and putting out feelers and promoting the different topics we'll be talking about there specifically so if you you know do have something you want to ask please get in touch so thank you so much for listening to this episode we'll be back with our usual guest format next week and i look forward to talking to you then